by your name, Jesus, in this service today. We give you honor and praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. I appreciate the Lord today. I'm going to tell you there's something working in my spirit today. Get a little bass off of this. feel like I'm sitting down in a barrel. But, you know, it exceedingly troubles me of the people that's standing in the pulpit and the people that's trying to preach to God's people. If you don't have something in your life to minister to people, then you don't need to be trying to minister. I was talking to a young man yesterday or day before, I can't remember now. And his mind just stays in confusion all the time. His spirit stays confused. And I told him, I said, the reason you stay so confused, you listen to too many voices. You know, the Lord told us in His Word, a bit more trouble. He said, let your eye be single. You got to know what you believe. Amen? You got to know what you believe. A bit more. Put some mid-range on it. It still sounds like it's too. Thank you, Lord. Turn me up just a click. And we'll try it right there. And he was asking me about something. And, and I said, well, where'd that come from? He said, well, somebody spoke it to me. I have tried to tell people, if somebody's going to speak the word of the Lord to you, you better look at their life. You better see if they're proven. You better see if God's tried them and they've stayed faithful. And I was telling Sister Pat yesterday, and all y'all here know this, but this word in me is solid. I went back and listened to a tape, Sister Kathy, on the 24th of February, 2016. And in that service, I spoke to my son, and he wasn't even there. He was watching on live stream. He was 100 miles away. And I told him the anointing and the call that was in his life. And then the Lord spoke to him and told him, said, Thy wife shall conceive... She's going to bring forth a son. Just any day now, his wife's fixing birth a son. And that was six, seven months before she ever conceived. And see, that kind of word you can't doubt. That kind of word is solid because they've been, they've been trying for a while for her to conceive. And he said, Well, you ministered to her about six, eight months before that. Told her, don't worry about it. She's going to conceive. See, God's got a time. God's got a time for things. And we are moving, and I'll say we have moved, into a time that God is bringing a church forth in maturity and strength. Man, there's something so changed in my spirit these last couple of days. I mean, there's just something changed in my spirit. There's an authority, man, I feel a dominion. I feel like God is setting things in motion. 
because it's his ordained time. You know, people read the scripture and they take things too lightly, but the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes to everything, there's a season. And there is a time for every purpose under the heavens. It's everything there's a season. So that means everything that God does and every purpose that He has, there's a time and a season for, whether we understand it or not. And I don't know if my wife said anything about how the Lord visited in Fort Payne or not, but I'm going to tell you, God gave her a great visitation. You need to get it and listen to it, and then you need to get it and read it. Because I listened to it four or five times, and I read it, and I saw things when I read it that I didn't hear when I listened to it. But I noticed the Lord kept speaking, and he spoke about the day of Pentecost. He said, I had ordained that time from the foundation of the world to pull my spirit out on that day. From the foundation of the world, God had already ordained it. We have moved into a time of visitation of the Spirit of God that's been predestined and foreordained since the foundation of the world. And God is putting people in place to become vessels to be partakers of this. And the thing about it is, if you're going to partake of this, you've already been predestined. You've already been predestined. And I don't know, it was about 20 minutes. Spirit of the Lord just took her over and she spoke. She's on her knees back there. We were, it was in a morning prayer service, just prayer. We come together to pray. And Spirit of the Lord took her over and she began to speak. And never in all the years we've been married has I ever, I ever heard the Spirit of God speak to her like that. Never heard God speak to her like that. Never seen God use her like that, says Pat. And she was talking and saying some things, and the Lord spoke. He said, I'm here. He said, I'm walking among you. And I was up on the platform. I'd been down on my face praying, and I had just set up and was facing back there. And she was down at her seat, and... I've been ministering 45 years. I know the Spirit of God. I know when I see a vision. I know when the Lord shows me something in the Spirit, there's a difference. But for about two seconds, when she said that, I opened my eyes and looked, and the man, Christ Jesus, not a vision, Sister Pat, not what I saw in the Spirit. I saw the physical man, Christ Jesus, for just that long, standing right beside her. Say, you crazy. No, I'm not. You know why God done it? To confirm to her. Because that's what she saw in the Spirit. And the Lord spoke to her, said, tell them if they'll open their eyes, they'll see me. And she just kind of backed off from it. She didn't say it. But to confirm to her what God had spoke to her, I opened my eyes and there he stood. Not a vision. Not something I saw in the Spirit. The very presence of the man, Christ Jesus, in the flesh. Stepped right there and I saw him for about two seconds. Just long enough to confirm to her. And to reinforce that confidence. 
of what God was working in her. You think about being in a service where the very son of the living God stepped in. He said, I've stepped in. Just like I stepped in that room after my resurrection. He said, I stepped in. Then we want to doubt God. Tell you what, don't you doubt this word in me. Somebody said the other day, said, Brother Mary, you know there's, there's people that question what you speak. I said, really? I said, yeah, they question when you minister to people sometimes and when you prophesy to people. I said, hmm. I said, they didn't question it when the word of the Lord was in me that raised up a loved one that was dying with encephalitis and meningitis. Wasn't it encephalitis? You know what encephalitis is? You know what encephalitis is? Got struck down with it, high fever. Went delirious. Found the cop, and the cop had to take him to the hospital. He's out of town. I spoke the word of the Lord to him two days. Back on his feet on a strenuous job. Two days. You don't do that with encephalitis. He told me later, he wrote his testimony down. I got his testimony. He said, I, I had a friend went through this. It took him seven months to get reoriented. The word of the Lord was good enough with a blood clot in the leg that was swollen and fevered. And you can see the red streaks going up the leg. And the daughter-in-law said, take him to the hospital. And I walked in there and spoke the word of the Lord. Then five minutes, the blood clot was gone. The fever was out of the leg. The swelling, the redness. It was good enough for that. It's always good enough when God moves. But when God speaks something you don't want to hear, well, I don't know if that's God or not. Well, hide and watch. You're fixing to find out. But what's in here is tried and true. What's in here has been proven over the years. It don't fall to the ground. It don't fall to the ground. You've seen it too many years. God spoke things to her. She wouldn't even come tell me. She's afraid to come tell me. But did they prove out to be right? Everything God ever showed her about me. God told her five or six years before the Lord ever spoke to me about this apostolic ministry. She said, what did the Lord say? He said, go tell John it's time for him to take up his ministry of his apostle. Something to that line. Yeah. This was five or six years before God ever spoke to me in 2015. You know what she told the Lord? She said, no, you tell him. <laughs> And she didn't. But see, God bore it out. She told her. But she wouldn't tell me. <laughs> For 36 years, she'd been around this word. She said, I bring it fast. Let me tell you something. God speaks to you by the Spirit. Money in the bank. He'd do exactly what he said. He'd do exactly. Justin tells me all the time. He says, 
Man, I was listening to tape. You back in the Justin Scott cassette tapes that go back in the 80s and in the 90s. He said, I just listened to a tape. He said, well, you spoke such and such and said, it happened. He told me all the time, he said, I heard you speak this and it happened. I heard you speak that and it happened. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hold fast. Hold fast. Hallelujah. We can't see what God's working in us. He said, if you suffer with me, you'll reign with me. Everybody wants to put that in heaven. No, it's down here. The rule and reign of this kingdom will be revealed right here. Man, you go back, I think it's in Deuteronomy. He said, I'll raise up a nation, a holy nation, full of kings and priests. Let me see. Kings and priests have a word of authority. Kings and priests have a word of authority. And the Lord spoke to Peter. He said, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, upon what rock? Upon the revelation of God being manifest in the flesh and power and authority like He manifested Himself in, in Jesus. He said, Upon this revelation, upon this rock, upon this word, I will build a church and the gates of hell will not prevail. They ain't got the authority to prevail. And he said, I'm telling you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed. Time for the authority and dominion of God set in right here. Quit letting the devil walk all over you. Quit letting the devil walk all over you. You don't have to get excited and all emotional and have a Holy Ghost set up. Just look at him and say, the Lord rebuked thee. See it? Authority. Legion come at Jesus. Legion is three to six thousand. Legion come at Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, what's your name? He said, Legion, for we are many. Didn't bother Jesus none. So they started bargaining with him. Even the devils don't want to go to hell. Did y'all realize that? Even the devils don't want to go back to hell. So they started bargaining with Jesus. said, look, there's about 2,000 hogs over there. Said we'd rather go over there and live in them dirty smelling hogs, wallow in the mud, and we had to go back to hell. Said so if you cast us out, he knows what the devil said. If <laughs> you cast us out, <laughs> said don't send us back to hell. Let's go over and live in them hogs. So three to six thousand demons. Jesus said, go. That was it. He didn't say, Father, I bind these. <laughs> he didn't get on the ground and wrestle with them. He didn't lay hands on him. He didn't give it a Holy Ghost 
set up in tongue roll. <laughs> he just said, go! And he went. There might have been a few of them devils talking to him, but the rest of them was packing their bags. Because <laughs> they knew they was fixing to leave. They knew they was fixing to leave. Amen. This is where God's taking us if we'll listen. This is where God's taking us. I don't want these people out here in these churches that's bound by all this doctrine and tradition. Don't want them. They want to come listen to the Word of God, that's fine. They'll chase a word, but they won't chase this word. Because this word requires something. This word requires a dedication. It requires a relationship with God. So people, people a, a chase a good, yea, the Lord would say unto thee, yea, the Lord would say, you're the apple of my eye, I'm going to bless you. They'll chase something like that. But when it gets down to you, fix them to suffer. When it gets down to what Paul said, and I want to know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Nobody wants to go through that suffering of his death. When he said in Romans 6, if he be planted with me in the likeness of my death, nobody wants that. But everybody wants to be raised in the power of that resurrection, the newness of life. No. You're going to get it. You're going to do it his way. You're going to be planted with him in the likeness of his death. You're going to go through the fellowship of his sufferings. Oh, man, I'm feeling him today. Hallelujah. I appreciate what the Lord's doing. I may not minister on this. I may get caught up in it and can't get nothing else. But go with me to Philippians, second chapter. Man, I was praying this morning, something hit my spirit and Man, I was about 5 o'clock this morning praying, studying. The Lord spoke something in my spirit. And I'm fixing to rock it again. <laughs> I'm fixing to shake things up again. But i got to have time to study it out. The Lord caught me off guard. So my wife come in back there in the office. I said, let me ask you something. I asked her, and she said, well, she just looked at me kind of stunned for a minute. She said, well, I've asked you that same question. I said, well, all right. And that's probably what I told her. I said, I don't know, but I'm fixing to know. <laughs> I'm fixing to know. I can't stand religion. I can't stand church doctrine. I can't stand because it, it robs people of the power and the relationship with God because they won't put everything up in heaven. And we'll put everything out there where you can't reach it. Let me tell you something. Jesus was a man. I started exhorting to some people that are young in the Lord. They're in their meetings in Fort Payne. I started talking about Jesus being a man and was made just like us. And, and a couple of them just fastened their eyes on me and just looked at me and just listened. Because they never been taught he was a man. They've been taught he was made just like us. He went through what we went through. And now he understands. They've never been taught. 
Y'all been taught he's been way up there. You couldn't touch him. You couldn't reach him. He don't understand your thinking. He don't understand your reasoning. He don't understand your heartache and your sorrow. The Bible said he was in all points tempted. Just like me and you. He couldn't do that being God. He had to do it as a man. He had to do it as a man. Y'all talk about working. The Bible said Jesus was a carpenter. They said from the time he was about 16, 17 years old when his earthly, supposed to be earthly father, Joseph, died, he was the oldest. He had to take on responsibility of the family. So from the time he was 16, 17 to the time the Lord visited him when he was about 30, he had all the natural responsibilities of his family. Had to take care of things, had to mix and mingle with people. Probably many days he was tired. But I'm going to tell you something. That relationship with God didn't wane none. Hallelujah. I'm going to Philippians, second chapter. Y'all there with me? We've all quoted this scripture, but no, nobody's ever reasoned it out. I put the rest of it together. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And y'all ever quote that scripture? Say, let this mind. Lord, I want this mind. I've heard people quote it, let the same mind. Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. And then they drop it right there. What's the next verse say? Right there. So the mind that was in Christ Jesus was that being in the form of God or having the Spirit of God working in him, he didn't think it's robbery to be made equal with God. That was his mind. That was his mindset. That's the way he thought. Take that, devil. So next time you throw your hands up and you say, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in me. Well, then you need the mindset that he had the, the Spirit of God in him in a form. He was the form of God in the, in the likeness of God, in the brightness of his image. The Spirit of God had come in, but yet he knew he was a man with that Spirit in him, but he... Didn't think it was robbery to be made equal with God. Are y'all seeing this? I was on my knees praying a while ago, and the, the Lord spoke in my spirit. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And I heard something go ding, 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 ding. That was his mindset. That was his mindset. People like to quote scriptures out of context. This ain't out of context. 
Y'all be with me today? Who being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be made equal with God. He didn't think it was robbery. He thought, he said, I'm going to be made equal with God. I'm going to be made equal to Him. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That ain't robbery. That ain't doing nothing wrong. That ain't stealing nothing from God. But he didn't run around making himself a reputation. But he took upon him the form of a servant. And was made just like me and you. Is that what he says? Took on him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. So he's made just like us. So being made just like us, but having the Spirit of God in him, which is the form of God. Because God don't have a physical form. So the form of God is dominion, authority, power, preeminence. When it says God created Adam in his own image and in his own likeness, that means he made him in power and authority. It didn't mean he gave him a body, two arms, two legs, a head. Because God don't have a physical body. So he's made in the image of or the form of God. He's made in that authority and dominion of God. Lived in him. When y'all read in Genesis where God created everything in six days, saw that it was good, seventh day God rested. Where did he rest? Right here. All power, all authority, all dominion over God's creation. Set right here in Adam for a thousand years. That seventh day was a thousand years. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth day was a thousand years. Seventh day was a thousand years. Seventh day, the fullness of God sat down in man. God rested. God wasn't tired. God wasn't physically tired. He lived in man for a thousand years. That's your millennium. That's what we're fixing to head back into. Because God sanctified that seventh day forever. He said that seventh day is a day of rest. When it comes to that seventh day again and we're, we're, we're coming into it, God's going to have a place. He's going to have a body created. He's going to rest again in the fullness. Anybody with me today? So that mind that was in Christ Jesus, he didn't think it was robbery. He didn't think there was one thing wrong to be made equal with God. Come on now. Let them wheels turn. <laughs> Let them wheels turn. He didn't think it was robbery. He didn't think he was doing anything wrong or stealing anything from God or misusing the Spirit of God. You can't think it's robbery to be made equal with God. Maybe I need to get out my big old can, all them rusty wheels up there so they can I think I, I think I hear something going. <laughs> Maybe we need to stop and sing, let's have a little talk with Jesus. When you feel them prayer wheels turning, man, something needs to turn. Something needs to turn. 
Them wheels need to start turning. My God, let this mind, let the mind that was in Christ Jesus beware also in us because we've got a form. Is that not what Paul said in, in one of the Timothys? He said, you better be aware of these people that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So there is a form of God in His Spirit trying to take hold of us that wants to take you to that place uh, that you won't think it's robbery to be made equal with God. Woo! And I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> but made of himself. He didn't try to make of himself a reputation. Every time he healed somebody, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Don't tell nobody how this happened. Don't go out and publish this abroad. Keep it quiet. Nobody keep it quiet. And was made in the likeness of being made just like me and you. Bible says in Galatians, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Made of a woman made under the law. When it was that time. We're at that time. We're at that time. My son called me Saturday night a week ago. He said, Daddy, he said, Lord, start dealing on me. We're entering into a new dispensation. I said, I know we are. He said, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, he said, the law came to an end. I said, that's what the Word says. Jesus said, up to right now, you've had the law, you've had, you've had the law and the prophets. But from John the Baptist forward, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. He said, on the day of Pentecost, the kingdom of heaven was revealed in power. I said, yes, it was. Jesus said in Mark, the ninth chapter, I think the first verse, he had Peter, James, and John. He said, there'll be some of you standing right here with me shall not taste of death till you've seen the kingdom of God come in power, be revealed in power. And all of them was in that upper room. You know, there was 120 in that upper room. I don't know what that 120 got, but I know what that 12 got. Because that was the twelve that was chosen to bear witness of him. That was the twelve that was chosen to be made partakers of his divine nature in a measure. And they got it. They come out of that upper room. They come out with authority. They come out with dominion over demons. They come out with that solid word of authority in them. But they had to learn how to use it. They had to grow into it. You know, I've told my wife for years, I heard Brother Mark, and I think it was Brother Mark. I don't know who brought it out. Man, we had so much great preaching. It might have been what you spoke in that prophecy. But when Jesus was at that wedding, and his mama came to him, said, son, they have no wine. He said, woman, he said, I ain't got nothing to do with you. He said, my hour's not come. But she knew it had but you know why he didn't want to take that step? Because he knew when he took that step. And that... <laughs> my God, I felt something down the avenue for my soul. He knew when he took that step, Brother Donald. Wasn't no going back. Wasn't no turning around. Wasn't no backing away from it. 
He knew when he took that step, Sister Pat, that that kingdom was going to start revealing itself. His life would never be the same. That's why I've told people, you better weigh out. You remember when I told y'all here a while back, and I seen that ministry of the prophets, and I said, y'all better weigh it out. Whether you've got what it takes to speak the word of God, and you might be responsible for killing 12, 1,500 people. Y'all remember me telling y'all that? How that word rests on you, and you better know when God speaks to you, and you've got to speak something that may cause death, may cause heartache, may cause sorrow, may cause destruction. Can you walk it out? I sat on the steps of the platform at our church in August 2005. I think it was August 27th, 26th, something 25th, whenever Katrina was sitting out there in the Gulf. The Spirit of the Lord come on me, and I told the Lord, I said, you make that thing the meanest, the biggest, the baddest, the worst hurricane New Orleans ever seen. Sitting out there to Category 3 over, overnight, it jumped to a 5. Started moving inland, it dropped back down. And I spoke, I said, the Lord told me he fixed to put New Orleans underwater. Next day about somewhere in the morning, somebody told me, said, man, you need to watch the news. I said, what? They said, man, people out in the streets of New Orleans drinking, shouting, saying they dodged the bullet. Partying. I stopped and I looked up at the heavens and I raised my hand. I said, that ain't what you told me. You told me you was going to put New Orleans underwater and I spoke it. Now you do what you said. But it wasn't just a few minutes and levees busted. Put New Orleans underwater. You know what happened when that happened? Twelve to fifteen hundred people drowned because they didn't leave. You got what it takes to carry the word of the Lord? You got what, what it takes to be a vessel that thinks it's not robbery to be equal with God? Because I'm going to tell you something. When you reach that place, that word's there. That word's there. She'll tell you there's times I'm afraid to open my mouth and speak because I know if I say something, God's going to do what I said. I've got to weigh it out, Brother Donald. I've got to wait out when the Spirit of God gets on me. I know I'm just a man. It ain't me I'm telling you to honor and respect. It's this word that's in me. You better respect it. You better fear it. You better reverence it. Because it'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. Y'all hear me? And anything you do to bless this vessel, God bless you. Because what lives in it. You say, oh, Brother Matt, are you lifting yourself up? No, I'm not. But I know what lives in here. I've told people for years, you disagree with me? Get away from me. I don't want to hear it. Don't fight this. This hurts you. This hurts you. Y'all hear me? This hurts you. Because this is real. But there's a form of God. Let this man. Let this man. Let this man. 
that was in the resurrected Christ, let it be also in you. Because when he walked this earth, he didn't think it was robbery. He didn't think it was robbery to be made equal. See, I don't think it's robbery. That's what I'm after. I believe I could be made equal with God. I believe I could right here on this earth. Oh, the church teaches, yeah, you're going to get there when you go up to heaven. Why are you going to need it up there? Why are you going to need to be equal with God in heaven? <laughs> it's time to get renewed in the spirit of our minds. It's our minds. I remember right here praying one night, the Lord told me, He said, it's your mind's holding you back. It's your mind keeps holding you down. He says, it's carnality. Because every time you start reaching to be equal to God, that carnal mind tells you you can't do it. That carnal mind will tell you that ain't right. That carnal mind will tell you, the devil's lying to you. <laughs> yeah, the devil's lying to you, all right. He don't want you to find that place in God. He don't want you to find that place where that mind that was in Christ Jesus can be also in you and you can believe that you can be made equal with God. He don't want you to find that. He's afraid of it. He's afraid of it. That's the reason the battle's so hard. Have y'all ever heard me say, if it was easy, everybody could do it? Anybody could do it? The reason it's so hard is the reward at the end. And God's got no he can trust you. Man, when my wife was speaking the other day, I hope y'all get that and listen to it and read it. My wife was speaking the other day. The Lord said, I put you in trials. I put you in hardship. I put you in heartache. He said, I didn't want to. He said, but I had to prove you. He said, I had to prove you. I mean, you could just feel the very heart of God. You could, you could feel it when she's saying it. She just, you could feel the Lord pleading with us and crying. I didn't want to. I didn't want to try you. I didn't want to test you. I didn't want to put you on this road. He said, but I had to. See if I could trust you. God's looking for somebody he can trust this can. To be faithful to him. All of us will. Oh, Lord, I trust you. I love you. Lord, I believe you'll be faithful. Or will you be faithful to him? Will you be faithful to him? Can he trust you? Can he trust you? That's what he's looking for. Somebody can stay in a relationship with him through the good times and the bad. Oh, all of us can praise God for his blessings. All of us can praise God for his goodness, his mercy, his compassion. But what about when you walk through them places like David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Look around and all you see is death. You see darkness. You see destruction. You can't feel God. You can't find Him. You can't feel His presence. <laughs> That's when the devil wants to tell you you missed it. I remember when the Lord revealed that psalm to me. I preached five services on the 23rd Psalm. The Lord showed me. He said them armies would go out there. He said to get on a mountain. He said there'd be a valley. He said, the other army would be on a mountain over here. They'd both be encamped on a mountain. He said, the day of the battle, they'd come down and meet in the valley. And that's why David said, yea, though I walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, Lord, somebody's going down that valley tomorrow and somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die down there in that battle if you don't have mercy. He said, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. You are with me. You've got to know he's with you. You've got to know he's with you. Sister Pat, if the word of the Lord will come to me, I'll speak to your brother about that prostate cancer. God will dry it up. But I've got to have him speak. I can't speak my own heart. I can't speak my own spirit. I've got to know that leadership of the Holy Ghost. I've got to know that quickening. got to know that working. Because I've seen God do it. I've spoke it. I've seen God change things in a heartbeat. I prayed for a lady under a tent in Tuscaloosa one night. She came, got in the prayer line, said she had cancer. She had cancer right here in her throat. Man, the Spirit of the Lord came on me, and I spoke to her. And I cursed that thing. had a big knot. And I cursed that thing. And she started convulsing. She spit that thing up on the ground. <laughs> and I said, well, praise God. I said, not gone. She said, not gone. <laughs> <laughs> she spit that cancer up God healed her right there she was visiting from California somebody told her about the tent meet she came out there and God healed her that night seen this happen for years crooked spine, short legs, cancers tumors, gorders last night I preached in the Philippines 1994 there was 30 or 40 people I was preaching on City Square. I was getting ready to drive to the airport and catch a plane. And I was preaching on City Square, just a concrete pavilion. People walking by, traffic going by. And I said, they're preaching about Jesus on City Square. This little concrete pavilion. They lined up 30 people had big gorders in their throats. Some of them big as my fist, some of them a little smaller. One right after the other 30, just boom, 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 boom. Got dried every one of them up. Why? The Lord told me to do it. The Lord told me to do it. There's a form of God in here. There's a form of God in here by His Spirit that thinks it's not robbery to be equal with God. And I'm chasing it. You chasing God, brother man? I'm chasing Him. I want Him. I want the revelation of His Word. I want the fullness of His power. Because if this mind takes a hold of us, we ain't going to misuse it. We ain't going to misuse it. See, that's what God has got to prove you, see if you're going to misuse Because there's a lot of people, God started giving power of miracles, power of healing, power of deliverance. They start building a reputation. They start building a reputation. Trying to make people look at them. Now, I'll tell you right quick, ain't nothing I can do. Ain't nothing I can do. Well, Brother Matter, you just need to command God. Well, why don't you command God? But I don't have that power you have. I don't have it either. Unless he pushes the activate button. <laughs> Two buttons, there's a stop and a go. <laughs> Until he presses the go, there ain't nothing I can do. But when he presses the go, you better watch out. Because it'll go. 
I hope this is good for y'all. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. That word right there, obedience, you look it up, it, it, it means submitted. He came into subjection to death, even the death of the cross. When my wife was speaking that word, the Lord said, I set my face to go to Jerusalem. He said, I knew death was there. He said, I knew the cross was there. I knew spiritual death was there. He said, but I set my face to do the will of the Father. Set my face to go to Jerusalem, and nothing would stop me from going to Jerusalem to do the will of my Father. Can we set our face? Can we humble ourselves no matter what ahead of us? He knew what was ahead of him. He said he became obedient unto death, even the death of that cross. He knew it wasn't just a physical death. He knew it wasn't just physical suffering. He knew what was fixing to happen to him, but yet he set his face. He set his face, and in that garden with, with sweat pouring off of him like great drops of blood, and him agonizing uh, in his soul, and his soul wrestling. In Hebrews 5 uh, said, In the days of his flesh that he feared, uh, he offered up strong cries and tears uh, unto him that was able to save him from death. It wasn't a physical death, Sister Kathy. Uh, he worried about being out of God's hand. Uh, no time in his life had he not had the presence uh, of the Father with him, but hanging on that cross. Uh, when he became sin, uh, the Father turned his face from him uh, because he couldn't look up on sin. Uh, and that's when Jesus cried, My God, my God, uh, why have thou forsaken me? Uh, here I am now all by myself. Uh, i got to go through this without your presence, uh, without your authority, without your dominion. Uh, but he came, became obedient to it. He knew what was out there. He knew what he was fixing to do. But he still becomes subject. Well, no, Lord, I want this word, and I want that word, and I want this word over here, and I want this healing, and I want that rest of it on. Package deal. You suffer with him, you reign with him. What did Peter say? After the Lord has tried you, and after you've suffered a while, he will establish, strengthen, and settle you and make you perfect, make you mature. I'm going to tell you, I've stepped into a place of maturity in God I ain't never walked in. Y'all will find out there's something different in me. God is bringing me forward. I can't stay where I was. I got to have this. I got I to possess this. I got to lay hold on it. You know, Jesus told his disciples when he done the Last Supper with them, he said, I'll not eat or drink of this vine anymore with you till I do it afresh in the kingdom of my Father. After his resurrection, he sat down and ate and drank with him. He said, I won't eat no more, drink no more with you. He said, I won't drink of the fruit of this vine no more till I do it again anew in the kingdom of my Father. That's when he possessed it. Man, I hope y'all with me today. Because he took on the form of a servant. Humbled himself as a man and became obedient. And said, Father, not my will. Not what I want. Not what I want to do. 
Not how I want to live my life. Not my will. But thine be done. Thine be done. Amen. Became obedient. Became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also now, after he come through it all, what God do? Highly exalted him. Highly exalted him. Verse 9, highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. What he wrote in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. In Ephesians 1 and 20. And he set him above all principalities. Everything. And gave him that name. That's above every name. That at the name of Jesus. He didn't say there's coming a day. That you're going to speak the name of Jesus. He said. At the name of Jesus, when you speak unto the anointing, every spirit, every power, every principality, every force that has anything to do with this situation that you're speaking about, when you speak in my name, by my authority, he said, every one of them will bow. Every one of them will bow and come under subjection to the word of God, the authority and dominion of God that's in you. And see, God's people, they've been taught, all oh, that's out there. Some, no, it's right now. It's right now. There's a measure of the kingdom being revealed right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. You can step into something. You never walked in before. It's right now. It's here. It's on us. It's being revealed to us. As long as we keep this old religious mindset. And everything the church has been taught has taken the power away from the people. Put it up in heaven or put it miles and years down the road. No, it's right now. But see, we've got to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We've got to believe that the mind that was in Christ Jesus also in us who thought it not robbery to be made equal with God. We've got to believe it's right now. We've got to believe it's right now. We've got to believe it's right now. There's a form of God working in us. There's a form of God working in us. Is that not what the scripture tells us? Did Paul not say, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again, and of Christ be what? Formed. There's that form again. See, he, he, he was made in the form of God. He had that spirit in him. Until Christ begins to be formed in you, there's something being formed in us. There's something being formed in us. There's something being formed in us, but we've got to believe it's right now. We've got to believe that God is going to take us into this kingdom with full dominion, power, and authority, and that mind uh, that was in Christ Jesus. Uh, let it be also in, one, uh, in us uh, that we can believe that it's God's will for us to be made equal with God. Right now. Right now. That's the reason people don't want to sit under this word. Because you sit under this. You don't have any excuse to go out and sin and fornicate and lie and cheat and steal and come back to church and say, well, God will forgive me. Yeah, God will forgive you. But you're going to push it to a point. You're going to step over his mercy line. People take the law of grace and the law of mercy and the law of liberty and they misuse it. They go out and do their sin knowing God will forgive them. They go out and yield to their flesh knowing God will forgive them. Somewhere you step over God's mercy line. God won't forgive you. I've had people I've been praying for. i got one young man. He come to my church 
probably back in mid-2000s, gifted, anointed, sing, preach, let him preach. A service, he ministered to young people. God set young people free. I've seen God use him greatly. Just a little bit after that, he turned right around. Went with his brother. His brother's a musician. He started playing rock and roll. You see him today. He's got hair down to here. Got tattoos all over. Placing these rock metal bands. And I've been praying for him. And I feel like he's fixing to step over God's mercy line. I feel like the Spirit of God's trying to draw him. You know what? When fame and fortune in the world gets a hold of you, it's got a pull on you. You want the glory of man. I don't want the glory of man. I want the glory of God revealed. I want the glory of God revealed. Amen. Because when God glorifies the Son, where's the Son at? He said, I'll be glorified in my Son. If the Son's in here, that means the glory of God's going to shine out of you. But you ain't going to get it making of yourself a reputation. You ain't going to get it saying, all right, y'all look at me. Yeah, I can talk to you about miracles. I can talk to you about healings. I can talk to you about prophecies. But I don't go out here blasting it all over the world. I just want y'all to know God's with me. Believe in this word. Hold to it. Fight for it. Get behind it. Everything you do to bless me brings a blessing by the word of God. It's because you bless this anointing. You bless this word. Any of y'all do anything for me? God honors you. God bless us. Just don't do something against me. Just don't do something against me. I had somebody one time, the Lord led me to him to minister to him. And I mean, the Lord spoke a financial blessing of several thousand dollars that they wouldn't expect it. I'm just going to have to wait and see if that's going to happen. I believe Brother John missed it. was in revival. Back here in church, I believe Brother John missed it. About three days after I spoke, he went to the mailbox and got a check for $16,000 off of something in the company he worked for, some kind of bonus payout. He didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> that word of the Lord was good enough. If I speak to you and say, Thus saith the Lord, good or bad, you better grab hold and hang on. <laughs> better grab hold and hang on. Because Job said, What? Shall we receive good from God only and not evil also? Don't fool yourself. <laughs> I'm a God that heals, I'm a God that makes alive, but I'm also a killer. Amen. I'm a killer. You appreciate the Lord today? Hallelujah. See that authority of that name that's above every name. You'll come dwell right here. You'll come to understand. That's my wife, Brother Elder. She bears my name. She don't have to ask me one thing about using my name. It's her privilege. It's her right. It's her authority. Because I gave it to her when I joined myself to her. 
when we really join ourselves to the Lord and he joins himself to, then we got the right to use his name. We got the authority. We got the dominion. We got every legal right. I got power. You got power of attorney to use my name. Why? We become one. She got just as much right to use it now as I do. And ain't nothing. I, she go down to the bank and draw out that two dollars and fifty cents and empty the account. <laughs> If there's even two dollars and fifty cents there, she can take everything. There ain't nothing I can say about it. Do about it. Why? It's in her power. She's been given the right to use that name. That's why Paul said here, at the name of Jesus, at the authority in that name, at the authority in that name, and what he done when he raised Christ from the dead, what he wrought it, wrought him, sitting far above all principality and powers. Everything. Set him above it. Everything in heaven, everything in earth, and everything under the earth. He gave him dominion over it. And he said, according to that mighty power which worketh right here in us. He said, you speak my name. He said, everything. You've got to bow its knee. you got to bow its knee and confess. Y'all believe there's one God? You do well. The devils also believe in tremble. You speak that name of Jesus because it's the name of the whole family in heaven and earth. You speak that name of Jesus in the authority, on the anointing, when God moves you, everything's got to come to attention. Everything's got to stop. You don't have authority to do anything else. So stop and listen. Oh, man, I appreciate this word today. I didn't know I was going to go here. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. That's things in heaven, that's things in earth, and that's the demons under the earth. <laughs> Everything. Everything is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me throw one more scripture in here. I'm glad the Lord put this in my spirit. Man, this is good. Colossians, third chapter. And I'm just going to go down to the eighth verse. It says, But now ye also put off all these anger, Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. See, we still, we're supposed to start putting off this old man. He didn't say God had put him off. He said you put him off. You quit yielding to him. Quit listening to him. Quit letting him have his way. Quit letting him take you over. I've seen people get so mad. They could chew up a railroad spike and spit out BBs. But it's because they yield to it. It's because they yield to it. You don't yield to anger, it won't take you over. I ain't going to tell you you won't get mad, but if you rebuke that, stand up against it, it'll leave you. But if you yield to it, it'll take you over. I've seen people get so mad they didn't even know what they were doing. I've been there. Been there. 
And I've told people, I said, I don't get mad very often. You make me mad, you better get out of my way. I said, because I really get mad. I said, the Star Spangled Banner starts playing. I see fireworks, red, white, and blue. And I said, I don't care who you are, what you are. I said, I'll hurt you. I'm serious. But God's changed that. That's the way I used to be. And for a long time when I started serving God, that's the way I used to be. But thank God, the Lord's brought me to understanding, and now I can stand up and rebuke that thing, rebuke that spirit of anger. Amen? Are y'all with me? And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image or after the form of him that created him. And the way we put on knowledge is we pray for God to renew us in the spirit of our mind. I believe it's Ephesians 4.20. Let me see if I can find it real quick. 4.22, something like that. Yeah, 4.23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation of behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. But you've got to practice that. That ain't something just comes. God put the spirit of it there. But you've got to learn to walk in the spirit. Paul told us in Galatians, you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You walk in the spirit, you've got to practice learning to walk in the spirit. And walking in the spirit ain't just casting out devils and having miracles. Walking in the spirit is taking victory and dominion and authority. Over bad behavior. It's learning to let the Holy Ghost govern you and discipline you. Amen. So he said there in 4 of Ephesians in 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Because everything that happens in you starts in your mind. You don't get out of bed and drink a cup of coffee. You don't go take a shower. You don't do nothing unless it first forms up here. Starts in your mind. Anger, sin. What does the Bible say? Man, just don't sin. Man's enticed and drawn away of his own lust. The desires of his own heart. And when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. So it's got to be conceived in you. You've got to let something fester there and dwell there. For it to actually conceive something. That's why people just don't get mad and kill folks. Something's already festered in them. Something's always planted, uh, already planted that seed in there. You've listened to the thoughts of your heart. You've listened to the lust of your flesh. You just ain't going to do something backslide. There's something going on in you. You just ain't going to up and commit adultery. You just ain't going to up and go out and commit fornication or lie. Something working in here. Something working in here. And we've got to learn to put it down. We've got we to learn to pray, Lord, I need my mind renewed. Romans 12, verse 1. I'm fixing to wrap it up. 
And I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is your reasonable service. And you be not conformed to this world. Because, see, when you get angry, upset, vexed, aggravated, and you act like the world, you're conformed to it. The word conformed be made in the image of. You're made in the image of the world. You don't have form of God working in you. You're conformed to the world. Oh, man, people don't like that. Don't you tell me I'm conformed. I got the Holy Ghost. Well, quit acting like you got the Holy Ghost then. I'm serious. People claim to have the Holy Ghost. Got the nastiest spirit, no contentious mouth. I don't see nothing of Christ in them. I guess I better finish up, hadn't I? <laughs> and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform means to morph, means to change. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, if we don't get that mind that was in Christ Jesus, and we don't start reaching for that nature of God, if we don't start believing that it's not robbery to be equal with Him, then we're going to keep walking and being conformed to this world. Amen. I told y'all back on January the 2nd, 2016, I preached Chucky's funeral. And I don't want no resurrections. And I don't want no jokes about resurrections. We want this thing dead. We want the carnal man dead. Amen. We want him dead. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For to be carnally minded is what? Spiritual death. But to be spiritual minded is what? Life and peace. So you ain't going to live in death and walk in life and peace too. So you got to let God change us. The Bible said we can be translated into the kingdom of his dear son. God can translate. He can change us. We'll start walking in that kingdom. And we can be translated out of darkness into marvelous light when this mind gets renewed. And it only comes by that this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. Some way it comes. But you got to pray for it. You got to submit yourself. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We don't want to present ourselves to the Lord. We won't pick and choose how we serve God. We won't pick and choose what we give up. We won't pick and choose what part of our life we won't hold on to. Because I'll tell you, and I'm pointing the finger right, we're selfish. There's things in our life we love, and we don't want to give them up. Until we reach that place, we're ready to lose our life. You ain't going to find life. He said, if man will lose his life for my sake, he said, he's going to find life. He said, but he finds life, he's going to lose that life in the spirit, that life in the kingdom. Y'all appreciate this today. I appreciate the way the Lord. I didn't get none of my scriptures I had marked. I'm going to tell you if I get a chance to check out what the Lord spoke to me about 5 o'clock this morning. I'll put it off after camp meeting. Because the show ain't going to try, I mean homecoming, because the show ain't going to try to preach it during homecoming. But I believe we're going to have a great homecoming. I really do. I've been praying about it. 
if everything goes good, we're going to put the little tent up out here. And I believe it's going to get some folks' attention. I believe we're going to have some people come up that road right there, and they're going to stop. They're going to listen. There ain't no pressure on you, but you've been pretty good Friday night. Because I want to see some souls saved. I want to see some people helped. Amen. So let's ask God to let this get in our heart. It's been a good, solid word today. See, all it takes is God just speaking just one scripture like that. Let this mind. Such a great revelation right there of the word. Let this mind. Because people never looked at the mind of Christ. It's not thinking it robbery to be equal with God. They've never, they've never went on down and read what the mind of Christ is. They've never read how he becomes subject. They've included death, but he came submitted to it because that was the mind. That was God's mind. That was God's will. I thank the Lord for this today. Will you all go to prayer with me? Righteous Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this, Lord. God, I feel like this was a freshness of your word and your spirit for your people today and that they could see what you're doing. And we've got to be renewed in knowledge, and the only way we can be renewed is by the renewing of our minds. God, there's so much religion and tradition and doctrine that's got in people. Lord, they're just going through the motions. they just got a form of godliness. Lord, I refuse. I refuse to be bound in a form of godliness and call it worshiping you. I refuse, Lord. i got to know you. The power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering being made conformable unto your death, if by any means I might attain to that resurrection of the dead. i got to have it, Lord. It's in my spirit. It's in my heart. It's in my mind. I give you honor for this word and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Appreciate this word. Lift your hands up and give the Lord a praise. I appreciate God talking to us today. I really do. I appreciate the Lord talking to us because he's talked to us. How many of y'all believe he's talked to us? Hallelujah. So We're going to be working here the next, well, I'll be here probably. Most of next week, we're going to try to get some painting and different things done, kind of spruce things up for the homecoming. And I want y'all to start praying. God save some souls. Change some lives. I don't care if they come out and sit on that tent, if they're riding down the road. I want God to change some lives. Amen. Because the Lord told us, he said, the harlots and publicans, We'll go into the king. He said he'll go into the king for some of you. So we better get busy. I've told people down in Fort Payne, I said, y'all going to turn around one of these days and look? I said, somebody got brought in right off the street. They're going to be preaching, prophesying, casting out devils, and you're going to look at them, and you're going to say, God, what about me? I was here all the time. You never applied it. You never applied. You're going to be like the prodigal son. Well, you never... Kill the fatted calf for me. Put a robe on me and a ring on my finger. Nobody's there for you all the time. God's given us what we need to work in this kingdom to possess it. But you've got to be subject. And you've got to submit to it. Amen.
even if it kills you. Which I hope it does. Amen. I appreciate the Lord today. I really do, man. To me, this has just been great. So, I want to encourage you. Now, we wasn't here last Sunday, and I hope y'all held on to your tithe and offerings. Because the church needs your help. They need your help. So, do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please obey the Lord. You got uh, dollars, permissions, Sister Pat. <laughs>